the way, I finally finished God of War. Oh, was it good? Good ending? Yeah. Uh, are you, are you satisfied with it? The, I, I am very satisfied with it. Uh, in, in case, in case for some reason we end up using this whole segment here for like uh, yeah. an open or anything like Who that. Who knows? Uh, there is. I, I get the feeling Santa Monica is teeing us up for uh, spinoffs, uh. Um, which uh, if if they just keep it relegated to what they've teed up, would be okay. I also think they might also be potentially teeing us up for one of those good old-fashioned Sony $40 too big for a DLC, so we're going to make it a standalone experience. Ah, um, fun. But, uh, yeah, nice conclusion. Um, little, little disappointed with the last boss fight. Thought it was going to be a little bit tougher than it was. Uh, <laughs> but since I finished that, I was like, okay, so I have two things on the chopping block. That I, of course, I had to start from Sonic Frontiers, and we'll get to that in a second. I was gonna say we had to talk. We you had to start that. If you said anything else, I would have been upset. Well, the other thing I was like, well, it's just a demo, and I haven't tried it yet, so I booted. Oh, Forspoken. Okay. Uh, Five minutes is about all I lasted. Um, What? You didn't like it? So I think I think. Chin scratcher. I think it might be. Because of the fact that a it's a demo, okay, and b they they're going. I I think there's going to be a performance mode, which I hope there's going to be a performance mode, because it looked amazing, but the frame rate tanked so hard. There it is because of the visuals. There it is. I just could not. Uh, I couldn't get over it because everything was all like chonky. It wasn't even a 30. It wasn't even a 30 frame. I want to say it probably ran at about 25-ish frames. It looked very clumpy and chonky whenever you did everything. Um, I, I didn't even get a chance. It's kind of interesting to how they uh, how they set up the use of uh, the magic and everything. It's all equipped. But okay. you use your left side, basically your left side of your triggers and your right side of your triggers to do based on like your hands. So it's not, it's, it's also kind of felt like a third person shooter. Really? More so than anything else. Now, I think that's primarily because of the spells that it just had you right. have at the very beginning there, but yeah, like the traversal was not fun because everything was so jarring, and I literally was like, I can't even a- attempt to try to play this. So I, I think it's one of those. I gotta wait for the full release, and it's gonna be one of those deals to where I may end up having to wait for reviews slash it to go on sale before I actually try it because of my bad experience with the demo. Hey, this is I something I think- was saying. This is what I was warning. This is what I was scared about. It looks too pretty to be good. Looks yeah, too pretty I, to be good. It's, I, I think it may be because they were going for style over substance, but the fact that it was a demo, I kind of gave it a little bit of leeway. I didn't say straight up and down, no, there's no way I'm touching this, but uh, I also decided now is probably the time for me to start Sonic Trent. Time to get your fix. It's 
the Horrible Gaming Podcast. It's not good, it's not great, Horrible Gaming Podcast. It's not even what you would call fair, it's really not that good. Horrible Gaming Podcast. Hello, my name is Zach Ryan with Old Man Gaming. You, dear listener, have chosen for whatever reason to listen to another horrible gaming podcast. But I am not alone, nor am I mostly never alone. With me is... Neil, a.k.a. a tiny wizard. A name chosen by him, which we're going to discuss later. We're going to discuss that later. Uh, uh, but uh, before we get into that, uh, hint, hint, Neil knows exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, we got to thank some people who have made this possible. First of all, behind our ugly mugs, you're seeing a custom graphic. That custom graphic was supplied by Mr. Mark Bell. We thank him for that. And then, of course, the theme song for this show and all shows here at Old Man Gaming are supplied by the man who makes the music, my brother, Nick Van Sliders. Thank him for that. We'll be right back with fans for action. Gaming podcast. All right, so that brings us to our first segment, our most important segment, fan traction. But before we get into fan traction, I want to specially plug something that we're going to end up plugging at the end of the show. My friend Neil here was on a episode of the Dope Nerds podcast. You guys can check that out anywhere that podcasts can be gotten, and it's Dope Nerds with a Z at the end. Um, but uh, uh, Neil was very, very nice to me for the most part, with the exception of the fact. That he, he accused me of forcing him to use a tiny wizard when I have made multiple offers to phase out the a tiny wizard in it. And the only reason we use it is not because of me. I want to explain this to everybody out there. And dope nerds, if you are for some reason listening, which I don't think you are, but if you are, I want to explain right now. It was not his gamer tag. He would post on YouTube for the show when I was with my original co-host, and his name was a tiny wizard. He had been on a couple of guest spots, and we had referred to him as a tiny wizard because of his screen name on YouTube. And when he decided to be a co-host, I asked him straight up what he wanted to be called, and he said, a tiny wizard, everybody's used to it. It was not my choice. It has not once been my choice. You said, I and I quote, I rewound it and listened to it twice so that I could quote this. You <laughs> said, and I quote, I quote, oh, I have to add the AKA a tiny wizard because one time I told my co-host, the guy who runs everything, my gamer tag, and he said I had to use that for the rest of all time. I have never said that. Never. Base. You never said it directly, but I mean. I never said it ever. Ever. I even offered twice on two different occasions to phase it out. It's it's weird. Hey. If I start next week's episode and I say, uh, and with me is Neil. Okay. Right? I just want to make it. It is weird. I don't disagree with the fact that it's weird. (laughs) I'm saying I am not forcing you to continue (laughs) to use it, which is what you made it sound like. I will say also, sir. On a much more uh, earnest note, although that was very earnest, I've never forced this motherfucker to use it. <laughs> a much more earnest note, dude. You did go out of your way 
to point out how little you do on the podcast. Like, yeah. you do plenty. Yeah. I, I can't do the podcast without you. I, I can't. So, yeah, like, no, yeah, no, you don't have just, to just, I like, I'm know. like, man, he's just sitting there kicking the shit out of himself on a different podcast. Like, I mean, I, objectively, all I really do is show up and talk. I don't do any of the that's editing. I don't. Uh, honestly, that's why I spaced on all the plugs at the end, too, because I can never remember all the plugs. I'm bad at that. <laughs> you I'm are really bad, bad at that. that. Uh, I'll the, say that. The most work that. that I do is do what I normally do throughout the course of the week and scroll through my Google News. And whenever an interesting game one comes up, I go, huh, and <laughs> copy it onto a notepad. <laughs> I mean, that's still work. I, I don't I don't think like this podcast would not be quite the same without you, sir. Uh, so I, I, I think that you could you could be a slightly less self deprecating than you can. And again, I never forced you to use a tiny wizard. <laughs> not once in the entire history of our relationship have I forced you to use that as your nomenclature. It's it's the opposite of a compliment sandwich. It's it's a, it's a criticism sandwich. Still, you know how they they tell you to like they tell you to like, hey, you're really good at this thing, but we really wish you would improve this. But hey, you're really good at this thing. It's like it's like having a sandwich. It's a double down of of sandwiches. Uh, I also <laughs> I also have to call out that historian guy. I cannot remember his name, but the historian was wrong, like wholly wrong on one of his facts, and it made me actually like kind of yell at my podcast for a second what totally wrong yeah the historian when you guys went into it first of all it's a great episode of dope nerds i don't want to knock these guys because i've never met them but i am going to knock one of them but it's it's in jest uh but uh but he went uh he w- you guys were talking about something and he brought up dc versus mortal Kombat. Okay. And his big reason why it sucked, which it did suck, it was a bad game, but it wasn't, it, his big reason was that it sucked is he's like, the Mortal Kombat guys have no business being in the ring with Superman. Superman would destroy them all instantaneously. That's what he said, right? Mm-hmm. You remember that part, right? I do believe, yeah. It, all it's right. been over a month at this point. but I I'm laying down the challenge. I'm laying down the challenge. He can come on the show. We can fight about this. But Superman is has three weaknesses, not just two, three. Kryptonite, Red Sun, and Magic. Motherfucker, the green balls of flame that the Shaolins are shooting, that ain't science. It ain't science. It's magic, baby. He would take damage from Scorpion's uh, Scorpion's stabber because Scorpion is a, ma- a being of pure magic. Any one of those Mortal Kombat people who could shoot, use, or channel magic or are made of magic would deal just as much damage to Superman as anybody out there. This is true facts, baby. Wow. <laughs> true facts. Well, I know that we are very much wrong about a lot of things on this podcast, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, we'll just we'll say see about getting yeah, we'll we'll just see say about getting those guys on here, and then you guys can hash it out. If you can can. hash it out, I can hash it out. He's he he has problems with magic. That's why Shazam can fuck his ass up because Shazam's magic. <clears throat> okay, but that's all in fun. It was a great show. I and I, I think you guys should all go check it out. Uh, they did uh, their, their each of their games that they want to come back, that they want to be remade. Which 
it was a little painful for me to listen to because I was just sitting there like, oh, I got a bunch. And they'd all be mad about him. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that was the thing, like how everything worked out with this, that episode with timing and everything like that. Uh, the, the schedules just really didn't super mesh. Yeah, so I get that's, it. That's why I was the only one who was able to go on there. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's fine. You don't have to explain why I wasn't on. It's yeah. no big deal. Well, I'm not explaining to you. You don't have to explain to them. It's you can be on shows without me. We are not attached at the hip. We are not married. It's for, it's for <laughs> like, the people. What if they're like, what if somebody comes up with some like crazy ass conspiracy? Like, oh, he's, he's right out on other shows. Oh, you think one of our 23 listeners, 20 regular listeners, is going to be like, shit, we're going to lose one of our non paid podcast co hosts. <laughs> <laughs> it's a YouTube scandal of the century. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. All right. Well, that was a lot of not fans reaction, but that's because you guys didn't yeah. actually comment about a lot. And that's totally okay. I get busy. It's fine. I'm not upset about that. But I got to read the comics that I get, did get. They were both from Backdraft. And he said, woo, because he loves the Ric Flair woos. And then he said, because I said, I at one point said, uh, oop, 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 oop. okay. Oh, oh. <laughs> Pressing buttons What's here. Uh, and then I, I had said at one point that I am the one who remembers when it comes to like cyberpunk, and I ended up naming the episode that because I, I like the sound of it so much. And uh, Backdraft didn't miss a beat. He said, Pepperidge Farms remembers. <laughs> to which, you know what I said? I said, just call me Pepperidge Farms, motherfucker. New gamer tag right there. I may change Pepperidge my gamer Farms. tag to Pepperidge Farms. I think that would be amazing. Just Pepperidge Farms is a gamer tag. You've been shot by Pepperidge Farms. I know. That's that's the whole reason why I even came up with the Tiny Wizard. In the I remember movies. you told me that. I remember you told me that. It was just like, I think it's funny when somebody says, you got sniped by a Tiny Wizard. Yeah. It's just totally fine. I liked your original gamer tag. It just oh, rolled the off the tongue. The Chicken of Destiny? No, no, no. Naspa Misleen. Oh, yeah. It was his name backwards, guys. Yeah, Naspa Misleen. Kind of yeah, yeah. Kind of figured, though, that that might have been a, a bad a bad idea for, like, personal information, safety-wise. Right. Right, <laughs> that's true. Like, uh, at that point in time, I had, like xbox let you have like a bio and like oh here's here's the city that i live in yeah here's my name but backwards nobody can figure that out <laughs> oh man uh all right well that's fan traction that's it that's all we got this week so we can get right into the the terribleness shit that is the news yeah the shit show gaming oh. my, you know what sucks before we get into it uh and i'm just gonna say it i i have three things three basic nerd things that fuel me on on the front of entertainment. I've always had them. There's wrestling, there's tabletop role-playing games, and there's uh, video games. Those are my three things. They fuel me on all things. Video games are burning. Anybody who's listening to this is going to find out why. I mean, or has found out why if you've listened to any other previous episode. Or just, you know, been online for any period of time and searched yeah. video games. Uh... Tabletop role-playing games is burning because of the OGL. 
and then worse. And then wrestling, uh, WWE got hostile taken over by Rapey McRaperson, Vince McMahon, who is now trying to sell the entire company to Saudi Arabia. So all my things are burning right now. All of them. They're just trash fires. It's a bummer, man. It's a super bummer. But we're going to get into one of those bummers next. We. We indeed, motherfucker. We indeed. Gaming podcast brings us to a talking point, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if you know this, and I don't know which one of us really started it. I feel like it's been a joint, uh, a joint theory that we have been creating. Uh, like we're both under the tinfoil hat for some time. That a AAA gaming crash is on the horizon, uh, and that the the signs are evident. Uh, not because they don't make money, because we all know the gaming industry makes more money than. TV, movies, and music combined, but mm-hmm. overreach, mismanagement, misappropriation of funds, uh, this has caused some serious problems. And now the industry in this last week has suffered massive, massive layoffs, which is very confusing, especially the one we're going to talk about because we're going to center in on Microsoft on this thing because Microsoft has laid off 10 thousand employees across their various studios uh that includes bethesda uh and all of their other private studios uh which has also led to some 343 debacles with halo which we'll get to in a little bit but before we get into that uh i have a big tinfoil hat about this i don't want to use it quite yet I think maybe Neil's probably going to be under that hat with me as well, but uh, if I'm right, they're real shady evil fucks, but what are we doing? Because we just dropped $70 billion to buy Activision. We refuse to back out of that deal, uh, but yet we're going to lay off 10,000 actual hard working class people uh, in order to try and push through the buyout of Call of Duty. Um Yeah, I I have real problems with this. You then add in the fact that Ubisoft has laid people off. Ubisoft has also canceled a bunch of games and is restructuring. Uh, You look at Riot, who is also laying off a bunch of people. Uh, The AAA industry, and then you look at the amount of games that they've actually released in the last, like, two years. I'd say it's under 10, not including Nintendo. If you took Nintendo out of the equation, I'd say it's under 10. So, what's happening? What's going on? And uh, what do we think is happening? Neil, before I get my tinfoil hat on and I start saying some crazy shit, I'd love you just to to, to give your thoughts on the overview of what's going on. And boy, isn't that just the way it goes. Yeah. Um, Yeah. yeah, It's hard for me not to just say it in my overview, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I, I do wonder if you are about to say what I think you're about to say. We'll I think I'm, I might be. I told my uh, wife it. I told my wife it after I explained the situation. And she was like, that's diabolical, but you could be right. And I was like, if you think I could be right, uh, I maybe like, <laughs> we're all in trouble. <laughs> the most logical person I know thinks I might be correct about something. We might be all be in trouble. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, it, it's it is a very interesting sort of 
situation, especially, you know, given the fact, like you said, these layoffs have hit Bethesda. Uh, there's been some at 343, uh, and then, like, Marty Stratton himself uh, is also leaving over at 343, one of, like, the main pioneers of this more recent Halo universe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pioneer uh, of shit, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, well, yeah. I, I use the term by its definition. I, I it's see what you're saying. I know, I know. Uh, I know you're no fans. But that that's the thing is we have overall, when you take a step back and look, now it's not just the gaming division, of course. It's been uh, some of their other actual like tech administrative jobs, everything. But we're literally just peeling out the the gaming part of all of this of the layoffs uh but when you look at it there's so many projects that have been in development for so long now that microsoft has got this reputation now of like okay you guys have a box and you guys have a service but you're not really releasing games where are the games where are the games well you know starfield is something that's supposed to be on its way well surprise they laid off a bunch of people at bethesda same goes with you know elder scrolls 6 is somewhere in that mix you know bethesda doesn't necessarily mean just id either it could be arcane uh it could be anywhere else uh 343 like we'd mentioned the layoffs there um any sort of development for the future of halo infinite's gonna be kind of dicey um and what that even looks like but we'll get into that there whenever we address that part of everything it's it's really it's really a question of why exactly it's happening we've had a lot of other tech companies been laying people off but uh i I, you know i think i'm gonna pass it over to you because i get the feeling i think i might know where your tinfoil hat is gonna all right let me get it out of the tinfoil hat case i think i need to actually make a tinfoil hat a tinfoil hat just put it on now that we've got a visual component um okay just do it yeah okay so there's there's two different things that could be happening in my apparent mind as far as this first of all like I said, they're they're not making any games for us to buy. <laughs> like mm-hmm. they they haven't really produced any AAA contenders in a while. Uh, and when they do, they're subpar and whatever. But honestly, aside from when they do them being subpar, there aren't that many coming out. We had a drought last year. We had a drought the year before that. But these companies spend hundreds of billions of dollars. However, my tinfoil hat relates specifically to Microsoft's layoffs, though specifically to Microsoft's layoffs. And that is, Microsoft right now is fighting a battle in the FCC. They are trying to make themselves look real weak. They're trying to make themselves look really weak in the eyes of the FTC so that they can say, okay, the the Blizzard Activision thing isn't, isn't them buying a monopoly or violating antitrust. It's them trying to save their business. Uh, How better to do that than to lay off 10,000 people? Because... Personally, I don't feel like Microsoft has a money problem. Maybe Xbox doesn't make as much money, which I think is bullshit. We've seen how much Game Pass makes. But you're telling me you can't you can you can dip your hands into Daddy Microsoft's pockets to buy Activision, but you can't dip your hands into Daddy Acti- Microsoft's pockets to pay your fucking employees. What they're doing is they're letting these 10,000 slip away so that they can look way weaker 
to the FTC so that they can get this through. I I kind of, like I mentioned, I, I figured that's where you were going to go with it. Tim Foyle uh, hat is firmly on my head right now. I, I don't think that's a part of it. Oh, I, you beautiful, I don't innocent motherfucker. I don't think it's a part of it because of the other tech layoffs. I think if it was accompanied by some sort of actual announcement of like, like oh we we are actually not doing super great like fiscal inability you know stuff like that like if it if an email had gone out or a release would have gone out somewhere similar to Ujumo's, uh it's the developer's fault which is its own separate that's one of my ads. ruining one of my odds and ends here we'll get there we'll get there um but uh yeah, if it was accompanied by something like that, I think I would lean more in the line okay. with that. But I mean, we've okay. had so many other tech company layoffs in the past two weeks. I don't think that it is for this reason exactly. May I think I, it may, may be... I counterpoint that? Okay, go ahead. Okay, so you're in the FTC battle, right? And you need, you're in this bad situation. And then everybody else starts laying off people because they're not making any money. You can't not lay people off. You can't not lay people off. If the entire industry is laying people off, you have to lay people off or you will look like the strongest company out there. Like either way, they could very easily be just doing this to make themselves look weaker. Uh, I can see your point. I, I can definitely see your point, and that's kind of what I was going to get to. It, okay. Is like it's one way or another. It can be seen as such. I think it may be them more so following the trends of other tech companies. Uh, I don't know. Maybe tech knows something that we don't know. Maybe like they have access to other economic data that we have. Uh, but I, I think it's one of those things to where they're kind of killing two birds with one stone. I don't think that was the intended purpose, but I do think that I that think, was a, I think that, that I think you are a wonderful person who still believes in humanity. I That's what that, I think. I think that that idea, somebody spoke those words somewhere. Oh yeah. That, that's what I think somebody somewhere spoke those words as not necessarily like the main reason why but perhaps like oh well you know uh, on the bright side you know we look a little weaker now for the ftc thing i think that that was something somewhere at least I, one or two people had uttered i have uh, a problem i have a problem believing that microsoft does not have the money to pay these people i, ju I just have a problem believing that the largest tech company on the planet does not have enough money to pay these 10,000 people. Like, I just I just have a problem believing that, that there isn't another reason here. Especially since, even if you're just saying, well, it's, it's Xbox, F Xbox is separate from Microsoft, whatever. First of all, Xbox is not si separate from Microsoft. There is no possible fucking way $70 billion came for the Activision deal just from Xbox Game Studios. And if it did, they've got enough to pay their 10,000 employees. The other thing is, we've seen, well, we haven't seen the exact amount, but we have seen kind of how much Game Pass makes people. They kind of showed us that last year. There is no fucking reason 
that they should be laying off these 10,000 people. I just don't believe that company does not have enough to pay them. Now, at the same time, WWE used to do this thing. I know this is kind of a weird comparison, but WWE used to do this thing is every t every year, right around this time, they would lay a bunch of people off for budget cuts. That's what they would do. They would usually lay off like 10 to 25 wrestlers, which is a lot of wrestlers. Obviously, it's nowhere near 10,000 workers, but they would. And then they would lay off a bunch of behind-the-scenes people and all that. They would do this like every year. Every year they do it, like clockwork. People would just be afraid of it. Um, there's no like, there's no weird thing about that in the industry. It was just something WWE did that was terrible. And WWE made uh, WWE makes buco money. The um, the idea that WWE does not make a ton of money is insane. And people would be like, you have enough to pay them. And WWE would just say budget cuts. But we all knew that WWE is just trying to increase the amount of money they're making, basically. Uh, and, and somewhere there's a cost effect where they're like, they're not going to make us as much as they would not working for us, basically. Uh, that being said, that could be something that Microsoft's doing where they're just like, where they're just like hey, man, these 10,000 people, they're kind of useless to us. So we're going to trim the fat, so to speak. Uh, that still, to me, will have an adverse effect overall because you want to create jobs. Like, the whole idea is to create jobs, to stabilize the market, to blah, 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 blah. Like, if you don't do that shit, you're going to look like an evil company. Plus, you have the money to pay them. You have the money to pay them. Like, this is the evilest shit in my opinion, that there is. You're basically laying people off so that the people who make untold amounts of money can make more. There's just no... I do not believe any part of my body, I do not believe anywhere that Microsoft and Xbox Game Studios just don't have the money to pay these people anymore. I do wonder, too, if it is them making a consideration for the fact that they're about to assume an entire other workforce. Like if the if this Activision Blizzard deal goes through, they're going to have a whole lot more mouths to feed. Now, granted, they're still going to have all the Activision Blizzard uh, money and everything like that flowing in too. So that's a separate argument to make as to why you know maybe they do still need the people and they still can pay for it. I just. Uh, one way or another, it's all everything that Microsoft does at this point, be it intentional or unintentional, is always going to point back to this deal right now mm -hmm. because it is such a huge thing that like even like non-gaming companies are starting to get involved. Uh, like Apple and Google have said, hey, we don't like this either, you know, for whatever whatever dog they have in this fight yep because it's not like there's a call of duty mo well i think there is actually a mobile version of warzone there is uh there they, is. but i don't think it like super makes that much of a difference to them in the end it's just you know somebody else is in charge of the money that they make um well, and it, it's but, continued because the EU has challenged the sale now. Yes, like they, the like that was one of my odds and ends before we had decided on our talking point. But the EU has straight up been like, uh, we don't think this is legal. We've got to look more in depth at it. We're kind of challenging the sale as well. So you, you have more than just like, it's more than just PlayStation whining. It 
this is not a good deal, in my opinion. It definitely goes against antitrust laws, but I'm not a lawyer. I can't make that call. But all I know is I look at the, the scope of things and they would own too much. But it comes back to what you're saying. All of this comes back to how do we get this deal through for them? And it just makes it makes me very nervous because they have been of a single mind for the last two years. And that is this insane purchasing spree that they have been on that basically we're going to own everything. And it just it just makes me wonder what links they would go to to make that happen. Like 10,000 workers is nothing to them at this point. They've got a whole workforce coming in, just like you said. They've got a whole, like, tons of studios already. 10,000 workers makes us look weaker. Let's get rid of them. I don't know. I don't know for certain, but I don't believe that get, that Microsoft is like, we need to, we don't have enough money, you know? Yeah. And then uh, as all of this is going on, I guess we can kind of funnel over sure, to the yeah. second part of this. Uh, so one of the big areas that was cut was from 343. Um, now, since the cut from 343 happened, it seems as they have their next season of content is going to be in its current its standard active development. But they're going to be scaling way back Halo Infinite's development for their single player and multiplayer stuff from what they had initially planned slash announced. Um, nobody's playing it. Yeah, well, I mean, there's that as well. But, I mean, on top of all that, then multiple rumors uh, started uh, started flying all over the place mm -hmm. about three four three being removed from uh, like the the main studio for developing Halo. Uh, Jason oh, Schreier yeah. even is one of the ones that uh, had uh, reported on that, and he's Schreier is like, not usually he, wrong about shit. Yeah, he's normally act pretty active um, or accurate rather. Um, so he's typically pretty accurate about that stuff. And then, uh, three, four, three has since come out and said like, oh, here now and in the future, we're always going to be the developers of Halo. But if you look in what the actual announcement was, or the reporting that Schreier did yep. said that, that three, four, three is being taken off as the lead, the yep. leading studio for three, for Halo. Mm -hmm. So. I think that that could have been their way of speaking around it, saying, oh, yeah, absolutely. We're still going to develop Halo. What are you guys talking about? I mean, we're 343. We're, the name of our, our, our company is based off of Guilty Spark. Like, come on, guys. Yep. But they're taking more of a backseat. And okay. I don't know necessarily Ooh, if it's right directly... It, because, it, like, they, first, they very clearly... Right, yeah. right, they very clearly posted that response... As like, a, no, 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 everything's cool. But their response is also very carefully to not actually say, oh, uh, like, because the, the original story is just like you said. And I was going to bring that up. I'm glad you brought it up because the original story, as the one you sent me that I read, basically, it never said that they weren't going to be in charge of Halo. It said that they were no longer going to be the lead designers on Halo. They would oversee third parties designing halo from that point on and their response was was like hey halo always comes from us okay yeah but J jason Schreier never said halo wasn't coming from you he said that like somebody else was making the games that you were going to publish 
That's what he said. So, yeah, who's right on that? I I got some things to say on this, though. I got some rants to go on here. Um, and I, I've, I've done this rant before, so I'm prepared to do it again. 343. Let's look at 343 as a company, everybody. 343 was designed, inceptioned, put together, created for one task. Literally one task. They have not made any other games than Halo games. They make Halo. That's it. That is all they were doing. When Bungie decided to walk away from Xbox, okay, Xbox created a studio for the express purpose of making Halo games. That's what 343 does. It's in the name, just like you said. They're named after it. That's all 343 is supposed to do. So, let's look at what 343 has accomplished in the amount of time that they've had Halo. They redid Reach in a way that a lot of people don't like. Uh, they then made Halo 5. <laughs> that sucks. Uh, they then made Halo Infinite. Ha, that sucks. They spent three years making an engine that, ha, kind of sucks. And then, uh, what else did they do? Halo Wars? Okay. You got that right, I guess? I Maybe you guys should just make real-time strategy games. I don't know, but you definitely didn't do your job right. You, like, the idea that 343 should be allowed to continue to make Halo games is insane. And I've said that before on the podcast. I think 343 is trying to do something they can't do because Bungie did it. And Bungie did it well. And they're not bringing anything else to the table. They're now trying to keep basically a dead horse alive by beating it. And it's just not working. Uh, 343 does not do their job right. Again, there are, I'm sure I'm sure there are a lot of developers there who work really hard to try and bring us good products. I'm not trying to insult those developers, like the individual workers. I don't want to insult the individual worker, guys. You guys, I know you're all trying to do your job, but your company sucks. It sucks. It mismanages your assets and it mismanages what you do. Halo Infinite was a fucking joke, in my opinion, and I'm not against saying it. Its release was a fucking joke. It's multiplayer afterwards was a fucking joke and continues to be a fucking joke it's single player was all right but still kind of a fucking joke it's a fucking joke like and halo 5 was a fucking joke it had an okay multiplayer that kept it alive but the story was a fucking joke like this has all been a fucking joke and the idea that 343 should be even be allowed like I don't think we should be discussing like the surprise on our faces that 343 is getting it taken away from I'm surprised every day they still have it mm-hmm. I mean that's just my personal opinion on the matter yeah I mean even as a longtime Halo fan like I, there's no way to get around the fact that Infinite's entire process has not been super stellar. I mean, they were basically pulling a cyberpunk with uh, building a game around an engine that was being built at the same time. Granted, it wasn't as buggy. Yeah. Sure. But at the same time, it's mismanaged the whole process. Halo Infinite came out. It wasn't what they wanted it to be they know that it's not what they wanted it to be a lot of features weren't implemented or weren't able to be implemented or in some instances in regards to like the split screen co-op were possible 
But somewhere along the line, somebody, be it 343, higher up in Microsoft, said, well, no, don't do that. Don't put that local split screen in there, you know, one way or another. They conked that out, split everything up into multiple little chunks, turned the multiplayer into effectively a free-to-play hellscape that is a shadow of the former multiplayer's self. <clears throat> and have have effectively just run it into the ground. I mean, they tried to keep everything as it was in the past, still catering to an audience that, while was still there, has changed over the years. And things like Call of Duty and other games out there have modernized as time's gone on. Halo's not done that. And somewhere along the the lines of everything, you have to either consider if it was 343 or if it was the higher-ups at, Halo, at uh, Microsoft. And I guarantee you, one way or another, it's going to come back to 343, which is why these reports even came out in the first place. I don't think anybody is surprised that if you know however this all shakes out who is right in the situation and everything because now we're all confused as to where halo is going to lie and that's the thing make no mistake halo is going to lie somewhere at this point and they're dish. going to con they're going to continue with like the multiplayer the single player campaign isn't gonna gonna get any more development expansion that whole shit that they gave us about it's called infinite because it's never gonna end we're gonna update it this that and the other that's that's done that's gone don't even think of that as a, a thing i still don't hate the game but i know it's nowhere near what it would have could have should have been well and, and and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, I was just going to say, you know, and at the end of all of this, I believe they had even said too, like as a part of these reports, the Jason Triers, like Halo's probably going to be on a hiatus for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like for an extended, like eight to ten year hiatus. Yeah. To where they have to just regroup and figure out what it is that they're going to do with the IP or just completely reboot it. I Well, that would be dumb. But look, look I want to point something out too. You, you said, uh, you made the comparison between Halo Infinite and Cyberpunk, basically saying, you know, they, I mean, there's a lot of comparisons to be made. But one of the things you said was it wasn't as buggy as Cyberpunk. I want to say this. I've ranted about the bugs in Cyberpunk. I'm not going to say I didn't. However... The bugs were not the problem that I have with Cyberpunk, as I said last mm -hmm. week. The yeah. problem that I have with Cyberpunk is the exact same problem I have with Halo. And that is, we as a people, as a group of consumers, were lied to for many years before this game came out. And now we continue to be lied to post-content. That's my problem with both those games. Cyberpunk does not do half, still to this day, half of the things that it said it was going to do. And Halo does even less. Halo Infinite, my ass. Halo six and a half months, more like. Uh, they've canceled the split screen, they promised, just like you said. The multiplayer is a train wreck. There's no single-player upgrades going to be done to it, which the whole point of this was that this was going to be a come out, and it was going to be done. We were just going to have to buy this game and then just keep getting DLC for it for the rest of our lives. 
not even happening anymore. Uh, this day, and, and they haven't done Forge yet, right? There's still no Forge in it, if I recall correctly. Uh, I believe Forge is out. Oh, is it out? Good for them. I believe Forge we is out. We only got that, least. what, two years after we were supposed to get it? They released that game to us in chunks, in bullshit ways. Halo Infinite did everything exactly like Cyberpunk. They had a huge long development. They delayed a bunch of fucking times. They lied to you the entire time they were developing it. And then afterwards, they didn't apologize to you at all. Honestly, as much as I hate to say this, I would say that Microsoft has done less to make it right with you than CD Projekt Red have. And I hate CD Projekt Red. So, like, that's a big thing for me to say. I... I also want to say, on your other point, the nostalgia point, the fact that they haven't like innovated their shooting in any way, shape, or form, or just their mechanics, I agree with that. Not only have they not innovated in that way, instead, they've decided to handpick literally the worst qualities from everything else, such as... <laughs> The, the, like loot boxes well not loot boxes but you know what I mean like weird yeah. upgrade systems and premium play and microtransactions out the yin yang butthole like that's what they've decided to add to their game but mm -hmm. the core Halo experience is Halo 2 like I don't like well it's not even as good as Halo 2 in my opinion you still can't dual wield like I think that like like, that in itself is insane to me. 343 is completely out of touch with what a normal Halo fan, or hell, they're out of touch with what normal first-person shooter fans like. Yeah. Like, like just for starters, they don't know what normal first-person shooter people want. And that is troubled. I think there's something else I kind of want to mention on this, if you don't want mind moving off Halo for a second. Um, I, I mean... Kind of to wrap this up, <clears throat> with all the other layoffs, I mean, regardless of whether or not I think Microsoft's layoffs are legitimate, with all the other layoffs going on, like, are we actually transitioning into a AAA game industry crash right now? Like, is this, are we right? Are we right? Are you and I the, the disaster movie guys? Are we Dennis Quaid <laughs> right now? <laughs> Like, is this really what's happening? Because usually when I say stuff like that, you know, I'm just a crazy old man screaming into the internet. But I'm starting to kind of feel like we're kind of right on this one. Shit, yeah. for the AAA companies, it's just like a house on fire. Yeah, it's not the day after tomorrow. It's the year after next. Uh, <laughs> because, like, Locked and loaded pun on that one. Boom! <laughs> Hammered it home. So, like... Think about it like this, like you'd mentioned. Let's zoom out now. Right. Microsoft has laid off 10,000 employees. Right. While they are in the midst of trying to acquire Activision Blizzard, because Activision Blizzard has been having some hard times lately. If the deal doesn't go through, poor old Mr. Bobby C, or K rather, I guess, Bobby Kotick, uh, it isn't going to have anywhere to go because he's thinking he's getting this golden parachute. He's still going to get one if he leaves, I'm sure. Uh, so then Activision Blizzard's going to be in absolute turmoil because I feel like they were relying on this acquisition. So Microsoft then 
has already put up all this time and effort resources and have a plan on on acquiring Activision Blizzard. So their entire roadmap gets upended because they aren't able to get this company and do like they're supposed to. And then we have over here Ubisoft, who's not really had any major releases in a hot minute and nothing really on the horizon and is just overall bad canceling stuff left and right and i i keep alluding to it but we'll get to it in the odds and ends the usual mode doesn't know what the fuck he's doing and saying some stupid shit on top of that um sony is sonying <laughs> it's, huh. it's the best way that i can you know they're making a new console they just they <laughs> just made it available to buy the old one and they're making a new one yeah, 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 we'll we'll get into that in odds and ends too because that's that's something else too. Uh, you know, stupid decisions all around, and then they bought Bungie, which there's got to be something that they're they're getting for that. You know, they put something up for it; they have to get something in return. I don't think an investment is going to be worth enough to you know for the whole of Bungie that they're going to get that return on investment. But I could be completely. I'm wrong still about very that. confused by the Bungie sale. I, <laughs> I kind of felt like while I didn't know if like matter was going to be the thing, like Phil had said, I still kind yeah. of felt like they had to have another game in the works for that to be worth it. We haven't they heard it's been it silent. Destiny. Yeah, but it's been yeah. silent. Like, like, I don't know. It's very confusing. But like, like you'd said, like, We've got multiple major companies now who are, I wouldn't say necessarily straight up and down on the ropes, but they've taken a couple good hits. And at the rate that things are going, and let's face it, just our general overall world economy right now, mm-hmm. I think we are headed towards another crashy sort of situation. It's not going to be this year. It's probably not going to be next year. I think maybe literally the year after next is when we might really start to be like hey uh might be good uh, it honestly might be good i hate to say that but like the double a and single a studios are absolutely killing it right now i tell you what i'm still a gamer i'm still consuming games but mm-hmm. i i haven't bought a triple a game since tiny tina's wonderlands like i haven't like yeah I've only played like double A and single A games, and honestly, my life is better for it. You know, I think that like uh, this is—I don't know—we're in a weird situation with this. I feel like the other thing is too; they spend so much money on these games, but they don't release them. We don't release them. We don't have any release dates for any of the big. You know what I, I mean? Like, I mean, look at Xbox. I mean, maybe we'll get some next week of this developer thing, but we still don't have any release dates for the 14 games that they have in development. How is that possible? Like, I think that I... Oh. And not not to cut you off there, but like sure. that even that thing next week, we know we're going to get some Redfall stuff, but they've explicitly said no Starfield, straight up and down. Starfield will not be there. No Starfield at all. Its own thing is coming at a later date. Don't even expect it. Don't even think about it. Don't anything with it. So, like, we're at that point now where, like, even even like announcements for stuff that used to be like, come on kids, let's get on the hype train Yeah, is they're right out of the gate, right up front saying, Hey, this thing you want that, you know, you want, it's not going to be here. Don't even worry about it. Don't think it's going to be there. We don't want you to be mad at us. So we're just telling you now, like, I, I think that's they're, they're 
all these companies are starting to get into panic mode with all of this sort of well, stuff. Well, and the other thing... Microsoft is the only one doing it. The other thing is, too, I think, on the whole, the consumer base is actually slowly starting to get smarter on this. Like, which is... I mean, again, it's a slow process. I'm sure they're making a lot on pre-sales and stuff, but the amount of articles I've seen on how Starfield is fucking up or how Starfield isn't looking good has definitely dramatically increased in the last six months. Uh, and I think that's because it's it's reaching that cyberpunk level. And instead of the consumer base just like continuing down the road of like hype train they're kind of going wait a second what's wrong with this and i I, like we've seen this too many times in the last few years is this going to be another one of these uh and so we're actually slowly it's a very slow process we're getting a consumer base that's getting a little bit smarter about this shit and that's going to hurt the AAA game companies even more because they rely on these pre-order sales and stuff. And when people stop pre-ordering them, they don't have the investment capital to finish the game sometimes. So uh, I think we should move on to odds and ends, though. We've been talking for a long time. Uh, you got any final thoughts? Uh, no. I, you know what? I think we'll just get a better... We'll get a better idea of what this is going to mean come the quote-unquote E3 time yeah. in the summer. Yeah. Uh, because, like you said, we have that developer conference coming up uh, this coming week here, and I'm sure that's what our topic of conversation yeah. next week is going to be. Um, but, you know, they're already setting, saying, hey, this, you know, all this stuff isn't going to be there. I think we're going to really see what all of this means for Microsoft when they kind of show us their hand in the summer. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I completely agree. Uh, but we're also going to see it from a couple other companies, too. Yeah. U- Ubisoft has a lot to prove this year. And if they don't start proving something, they're not going to be a company. Uh, and there's been reports coming out that literally people have been trying to buy them, and, that they've been trying to sell them, and people have been laughing them off the table uh, because of their cost value. So, like, you, you look at stuff like that, like... These companies are in trouble. They're in more trouble because of overreach. That's what's funny is that industry makes so much money. How much do you have to spend to really crash yourself? And they're literally crashing themselves, making more money than any other industry on the planet. That's yeah. that's some real human greed shit right there. Uh, all right. Let's get into odds and ends. We'll be back in a second, everybody. Gaming Podcast. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to our last segment, Odds and Ends. This is where we collect smaller stories that we don't necessarily use for a talking point. We just want to let you know about them, riff about them, let other people know about them. Neil, I have four. I also have four. Uh, I, I'm, I'm really intrigued because I'm pretty sure we're going to cross off some of each other's today yeah probably i think so because like three of the four that i have like there's one that i'm like there's no way neil's got this but three of the four i'm like i think he might have these exact ones so i do you mind if i start us off i'll just uh, start with the one that i know you don't have there's no way you got this one and that would be uh and because it makes me really sad because it's kind of ruining some plans i had for the channel but uh, wrestling fans out there, WWE 
2K23, uh, people have got, been kind of contending, is there going to be one? Are they going back to the annual thing? When's it going to release if it does? Because the game used to come out in September, but the last time 22 came out, it came out in March, but it came out because it was delayed, yada, yada, yada. Well, there has been a leak, okay? Uh, the cover... One, the cover art of one of the box arts uh, of one of the different um, um, one of the different editions for pre-order uh, has John Cena on it, and it 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 has leaked uh, that there will be a twenty two K twenty three. We actually know there will be a two K twenty three of some sort because there is going to be a two K twenty three like fan show thing at the Royal Rumble fan stuff. Like, like, like every time they have a big show, they have a backstage, like, fan thing, you know? Uh, and 2K23 will be there. So we will know that we will be getting some information about 2K23 at WWE Royal Rumble uh, 2023, which is a week from this Saturday. However, it is rumored, rumored, that they are keeping everything the same, that 2K23 will be releasing on March 17th, which will be very in line with what they did last year uh, with the exception of the fact that last year the the game the game had taken off a year there was no 2k21 because 2k20 sucked ass then 2k22 was announced for September originally then it got delayed it came out March 22nd which was right before WrestleMania uh, it, it appears that they're going to release this year 2k23 on the 17th of March, right before WrestleMania. So, that is the rumor. This is a rumor, though. We know that we're going to hear about it at Royal Rumble, but that's the rumor right now. And it spoils a lot of plans I had. A lot of plans, trust me. Do you think that it's a good idea to no. go back to an annual? Okay. <laughs> I, I was going to say... I don't after... think... <laughs> I don't think any sports game in the modern era should do an annualized franchise. I think what they should do is they should release a game, and then for the following five years, they should just update the game with patches, new modes, new teams, player changes, that sort of thing. And then every five years, they should come out with a new base game to support new mechanics and stuff. That's what I think they should do. I think wrestling's no different. Um, one thing... One thing that's tricky about wrestling games, especially WWE, is everybody plays that game for something completely different, and each one of those different things is a completely different game, basically. So, like, you have universe mode, which is, like, you get to control everything, the show, the wrestlers, all the things, and some people play it just for that. Some people play it for the story mode, where you take your creative character through a story. Other people play it for the new GM mode that came out last year, which is we have a show based off of, which is where you book against somebody else, like you book actual wrestling shows. Uh, and each one of those are basically a separate game inside of the game. All of those things need updates and patches. I think they should just take 2K22, they should update it, patch it every year. It should be a big thing, and they should update the rosters. Um, that being said, they don't agree, so they're, they're releasing a whole yeah. other game, uh, which is a real bummer for me, a real bummer, because... I made some choices recently uh, with uh, OMGM f to prepare for season two, and uh, they are just not gonna happen. Probably 
if this comes out on the 17th. So we'll have to see. But it is coming out. I am excited, though, to see what kind of changes they make to GM mode. I don't think it's going to be terrible. I think it'll basically be a carbon copy of 2K22 with updated rosters and some updated modes. That's what I think they're going to do with it. Uh, I think that the problem with the annualized franchise is not the one that comes out after the one that's good. It's the one that comes out of the fourth one. It's the fourth or fifth iteration when it, they they can't they can't innovate enough to keep up with the times. You know. Yeah. You look at uh, you look at WW2Ks in the past. It would be like every third one was great. And then there'd just be a shit show after it because they just rehashes. Of, yeah, because they yeah. can't. It's rehash, and then the first rehash is great because you're not far enough along that you need to completely redesign the game. So you rehash it with some updates, and people are like, "Great, you did some stuff." And then the next one down the road, you're like, "Why haven't you updated this?" And you realize that they're just making the same game over and over again, and then trying to jam things in there, and they don't have enough time to fix the bugs. So what do I think? I think in about four or five years, they're going to be taking another year off and having to completely re go back to the drawing board, just like they Probably. did with 2K20. But for now, I am excited for 2K23. I know there's a GM mode coming, and I know that they're making a lot of changes to the GM mode that we need. I'm very excited about that. Your turn. Yeah, so we've already kind of touched on this a little bit, but we are going to expound upon it a little bit more. Uh, so there's rumors already that uh, Sony plans on releasing its first hardware revision of the PlayStation 5 in September of this year. Um, the console is apparently going to feature a removable disk drive to give people the option uh, to have digital games or disk-based games. So it's basically going to be the digital version of the PS5 with an attachable disk drive. So you can get the base version and then slap on a disk drive if you so desire. That all said, apparently, according to the rumors as well, it's not going to have any hardware improvements at all. So if you're keeping track at home, this is going to be the second revision of the PlayStation 5 that has no hardware improvements for performance okay um i i don't know what to say about this uh i mean i guess i guess i know too much to say about this is more is more the thing like i could just talk about this for 40 minutes until my eye pops out of my head my heart explodes and uh, my family misses me very much like this is the dumbest shit ever uh, they just, just at CES announced that PlayStation, the PlayStation 5 shortage was over. Yeah. Just announced it. And you now want us to buy a new PlayStation 5. Uh, it's shameful. And as far as the disk drive shit is concerned, uh, that's going to be sold separately for sure. Mm -hmm. And yep, they're, they're, they're doing it to make more money, man. That's all it's going to be. That's all it's going to be. I almost wonder if, because as it stands currently, the digital version and the disc version of the PlayStation 5 only have a $100 price difference. What if they have the digital version and the disc itself, the disc drive itself, is 200 extra dollars? There you go. 
Yep. So they can squeeze extra cash out of people to force people more towards the digital end of things. And according to that leak, they have said that that disk drive is not going to be compatible with the current digital version of the PS5 either. So it's going to be its own whole ass thing. Be careful, Neil. Be careful. Because if too much of my bleak worldviews rub off on you, uh, I'll have to trade you out for somebody else. Because... Uh, you'll just become like me. It's like a doctor companion sort of situation where like yeah. if if you're not innocent enough to keep me grounded, we're just gonna become crazy people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. that's fair. So so new one, new one. None yeah. of that's real. I won't trade you out, man. Um, <laughs> oh, thanks. I'm forty one, I'll be dead before I have to do that. Uh <laughs> Uh, my first one, uh, which one should I start with? I guess I should start with this one, because this one also might be... I'm, I'm trying to go for the ones that aren't going to ruin yours first. Uh, so, we we have another end to a sad, a sad tale that we have covered for some time. Um, uh, uh, Marvel's uh, Avengers. There it is. Yep, there's one of mine. Ah, uh, sorry, man. I thought maybe, maybe that fine. one was one that I didn't get for you. Um... I mean, in all fairness, it, it's it's fair that it's me that says this because I was the only one who ever had any sort of faith or interest in this game. Yeah. So I, I guess it's fair to say this. Uh, Marvel's Avengers has announced that it is being delisted as of September. Uh, it will no longer be available to purchase. However, they have promised that the single-player and multiplayer modes will stay active. They have also said that any uh, spent money that you have will be converted into resources and all the cosmetics will be unlocked so you no longer have to purchase them. Um, they also, uh, in kind of a nice way, went on and just basically said a lot of nice things about the fans and the people who did stick around with them and and, and ride the journey with them and they, they apologized to them for not being able to continue to do it uh, longer. Um... Bittersweet for me uh, because I think Marvel's Avengers could has the potential to very easily be somebody else's anthem, like what Anthem was to me to them, you know. Uh, because I I I said it, Marvel's Avengers at core was a decent game with just some some buggy problems and a lack and too much repetition in microtransactions, you know. Uh, but at the core, it was not a bad game, and the story. I still think the narrative story of Marvel's Avengers is one of the best. Like, I really enjoyed that. Uh, I really enjoyed the way they handled a lot of the voice acting and stuff. But aside from that, um, it is it is kind of a failure. I didn't stick with it. Uh, they didn't give me enough reason to come back to it or stick with it. You only ever fought, like, one type of bad guy enemy. They never really fixed that problem. Uh the, the bad guy encounters, they never really fixed that either. Uh, they added a lot of new characters and a lot of new areas, but the problem is, is new characters and new areas are fun, but if you don't give us anything to do with them, uh, it's not, it doesn't really do the, do the thing that you needed to do. So they never got their players back, and uh, honestly, it lost, lasted a little bit longer than I thought it was going to last. Uh, but, you know, more... more Hello. It's very noisy for anybody listening. I apologize for that. My microphone. What just happened? Because I can't see. I can't see you. 
A little behind the scenes, everybody. I'm a very active person when I'm doing this podcast. I tend to bang on my desk a lot. Uh, I am sure you've heard it, especially if you're an audio listener, just every once in a while, a rhythmic thumping. That's me banging on my desk. Uh, and I banged on my desk too hard, and the entire mic fell forward and muted itself. So I'm sorry about oh, that. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. Uh, but yeah, so anyway, I think that it was. Uh, it's kind of a bummer. I mean, it's... It's a bummer that it couldn't be what anybody wanted it to be. Let me put it that way. Yeah, it, it really is kind of unfortunate. I mean, even with my own personal reservations with live service games, yeah. I remember when this was announced and the excitement around that initial trailer and the excitement around what the game itself was and mm. what they promised and what was shown... Uh, and the potential that it had, it just never really got up off the ground. And like you said, it did last a lot longer than I thought it was going to. I, mean, I thought it would have been gone like last year. It really suffered from an identity crisis, if you ask yeah. me. Like you had this like really intense, uh, heavy, uh, heavy cutscene oriented narrative thing. Uh, that was just all the action was games of service. And, like, I love games of service. I like narrative stuff, too. But there are certain, like, you can do narrative with games of service. You can do games of service in a narrative. But this never seemed to gel. It was like it was two different games fighting At with once. each other the entire yeah. time. And I think that, that that comes down to poor kind of overall like but personally i think it was mismanaged i think somewhere around the along the way along the development of this game somebody was like hey we need a destiny and that's going to be our destiny and then all of the people who were making it were like how do we make this into a looter thing you know and i think mm -hmm. that's what happened uh that being said both of them like it ended up being both of them were kind of subpar you know because of it right um Okay, it's your turn. See Alrighty. if you can see what I'm Yeah, let me see here. Uh, well, uh, I don't know. It's entirely possible. This it's one possible. Could be on your we list. got a lot of them. Um, so, uh, Skull and Bones is being automatically refunded on the PlayStation Store. Anybody who preordered it is getting their money back. Uh, on like, <laughs> they they didn't uh, submit any for a refund or anything. They're just automatically refunding everybody, uh, and is no longer available pre-order there. You know what I think it is? I think they're seeing a cyberpunk situation again, and they want to be ahead of the curve. Uh that yeah, is, they very well could be. Because that was the whole thing when Cyberpunk came out. It was so bad that they straight up and down said, nope, nobody's buying it on the platform until they fix it. Yep. They didn't want to be associated with it. And I feel like this time they see the writing on the wall and they're trying to get ahead of it. It very well could be that. Uh, I'm not arguing that at all. I, I don't know the, the, the meaning behind that personally. Um, right. I will say I think Skull and Bones is just in a weird spot, and I, I'm still excited for the game. I, I still want to play it. Um, may or may not have already played it, and may or may not have already really loved that chunk that I played. That being said, I think they're in a spot where 
at like I said, at some point you got to release the game. Like we talked about this last year, at some yeah. point you got to release the game and give it up to the consumers to decide whether they like it or not. And whoever's gonna like that game is gonna like that game when you release it. At this point, yeah. and whoever's gonna hate that game is gonna hate it when you release it. And it doesn't matter what you do to it anymore. That to change that. Like, it's just not. You have to just release it and try and go from there and try and work with the reaction that you get. Mm -hmm. Uh, That being said, they seem to be way too scared to put it out, and that makes me nervous. I watched that uh, deck, the the deck. On deck, yeah. And uh, it was real weird, considering that they had delayed it. Mm -hmm. It was all about the narrative of the game. And uh, basically... A lot of people have said, like, there's not enough narrative to it, Uh, especially people who may or may not have been in a a beta test. Um, I think this was kind of a reaction to that, kind of saying, oh, there's a narrative there. We just didn't show you it in that because we didn't we weren't testing for that sort of thing. Uh, So it's all about like story stuff that nobody's seen before, which is cool. I'm down with story stuff. I, I think that's cool. I, I think there's definitely uh, an opening for some story stuff here. I think it's really weird, though, that you delayed the game, did not give us a, a release window, and then your first your first whatever on it the day after is about the story of the game. <laughs> like, yeah. it do, it's not yeah. going to help anything at that point, you know? Right. So and that, that was the weirdest move about that whole situation. It's, it's very weird. Is the fact that they announced the delay and, oh, yeah, uh, by the way, uh, tomorrow, watch the stream and you'll see stuff. Like, it was, I don't understand why they decided well, to do things together. Well, and they didn't do any chat with it or anything like that for their stream. And uh, I kind of feel like that, that they, they had to tell those guys that. And they were like, oh, we're not doing chat. <laughs> like, like, not going to do that shit. I, it was a very weird very weird um, half hour, I guess, is the best way to say it. Uh, again, it still all looks good to me, but I think that you're in a position, much like Cyberpunk, much like Halo Infinite, where at this point, can you deliver on what people are expecting? And I don't think you can. I will give them this. They haven't promised anything that I haven't seen. You know what I mean? Like they haven't yeah. said that they're gonna give you anything other than what they may or may not have given to somebody who may or may not have played in a closed beta test who shouldn't talk about it. <laughs> but I haven't gotten sued yet, I guess. Uh, but th- still, there is a level of people want a certain thing that they're not. That's not gonna be there. So I don't know. Yeah. Oh, it's my turn, isn't it? Yes, it is. Still staying away from what you might have. And also segueing off of two games of service odds and ends. There was another leak. A very interesting leak about a game coming out called Suicide Squad. Because suddenly I'm actually more interested in this game. Because it okay. looks like it's a games of service. Oh yeah. The writing has been on the wall for that for a while. No, it hasn't. You're out of your mind. Don't pretend. Don't pretend in the aftermath like you're some fucking Nostradamus. There has been no evidence that that was a games of service. There's been no gameplay of it. 
They haven't they shown did. any gameplay at all. They did. Just they showed, they no, showed they a didn't. little bit of gameplay. Anything, when did they show gameplay? Anything nowadays. Show gameplay of Suicide Squad. Us, it's just been trailers, dude. If any game that shows us a team of four people uh, of any stripe that looks like they can be subdivided into like there's a big beefy person and a small nimble person straight up and down is gonna be a live service oh my god oh my god you're full I, of shit I, uh, full I of shit know if this is tending just, to be smarter what I don't are you know doing if this is just my I, i'm sure i All had right. mentioned that it was gonna be a live service. i have never heard you say anything i'm like sure i not once 100 percent. and i'm pepperidge farms service. motherfucker and i'm pepperidge farms <laughs> uh Still, yeah, the I mean, leak. The leak shows a screenshot of the menu. Uh, at the top, there is a store. There is a battle pass tab, uh, and then it's got the four characters and like, like a replay chapter or whatever, and then equipments and loadouts and stuff. So it looks like Suicide Squad's gonna be a games of service, which. I am nervous that this leak comes out right after Marvel's Avengers. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Plus, isn't Rocksteady making this game? Well, yeah. And they that's, just that's did the one. Gotham Knights, which is a fucking nightmare. So, like... Yeah, that's that's know. the big thing. That's the big thing. The fact that Rocksteady, like... <coughs> I feel like everybody was looking at Gotham Knights to see how that was going to turn out for Suicide Squad. And I, I think we all had this expectation that Gotham Knights was actually going to be okay because it was like... It's basically an Arkham game. Yeah. And the Arkham games have done very well. Yeah. So along comes, you know, Gotham Knights, and it is the entire complete opposite of a an Arkham game, effectively. It's a, a crude implementation of what they made in the first place, right. that sort of combat system. So now, like you mentioned, Rocksteady is the one that did Gotham Knights, and now we're looking at Suicide Squad. Yep. We're already, I'm sure everybody already is like, well, we're just going to have a rehash of it. Because I don't know as if they necessarily are going to either A, have learned anything from their previous implementation of the live service stuff because right. it's their first time with the live service -y sort of stuff. Right. Or B, they're so far along in development at this point, they can't really course correct without another big delay. I mean, again, everybody's got to stop course correcting too. I think that's a huge problem with the AAA markets now is that you... you like, look, whether or not people are going to like your game... You can't spend four years on it and then decide to make it something else. It, it just can't happen. Like, like don't like try and work all the bugs out. But like, you can't keep course correcting games because you keep doing that. You don't release them. You don't make any money off of them. You know. Right. So like at this point, like it's a games of service. Just put it out. People get mad. They get mad. You you go to the drawing board. Like there's nothing else you could do. Um. But yeah, yeah, it looks like the because of the leak, it's going to be a uh, games of service. Uh, well, I'm going to go into my last one here. Sure, might be uh, my last one too. We'll have to see. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, uh, the Last of Us. Uh, it's not my last one. Sweet. Okay, the Last of Us show uh, is now out on HBO. Uh, mm -hmm. Have you watched it? I'm not going to watch it. It doesn't. You're interest not going to watch it. Those games okay. uh, don't do anything for me. 
at all. So I, I, I'm not I interested in you in shape form. Definitely, it, it's a good standalone thing. Uh, so I mean, that's great. I, I'm not going to knock anybody who watches it. I mean, I know that those games are popular for a reason, and that's totally fine. For me, it's just I've never been interested or gotten into Last of Us, so it just won't. Plus, I'm definitely not going to give up time watching Vox Machina, which season two just came out on Friday to watch that. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. I need, I need to watch that at some point. You ever watch the first um, season? No, oh, I've never watched that first season. I've never watched. I've never watched Critical Role, and I love that fucking show. Yeah, that Will. Uh, I got the season finale to finish. Uh, Will, I never saw the original movie, so the God the series. Damn it, Neil! I Every know. fucking time. I love so, that you had well, to like disclaimer it okay, on dope well, words. I'm actually gonna make you a whole lot more upset. Actually, we'll just dive right into this. We'll segue off of. My last odds. I tried to watch Rocky for the first time. Okay. The other day. All right. I shut it off halfway through. You're why? What I, what I, possible I, reason I could, could you not, have for not enjoying? Oh my the god! Movie? I I couldn't do it. I literally just could not do it. You couldn't do one of the greatest people, films of all time. It was just people yelling, angry New Yorkers yelling at each other for like no goddamn reason. I almost thought it was like a bad comedy movie okay. at some point. Can I? Well, that's the thing. Most of them kind of are. Can here's the thing. I this is tough. This is tough because. I'm going to say something that the internet isn't going to like or agree with me on, but the first Rocky is one of the weakest ones. I have been told that. Like, you have to to watch that to get to the other ones, but the other ones are way better. Like, in my opinion, in my opinion, like, Rocky 1 sets up Rocky 2. Rocky 2 is good. And then Rocky Three is one of my favorites of all time. Rocky Four is America's favorite. Rocky Six, which one's Rocky Six? No, Rocky Five. Rocky Five sucks, but Rocky Balboa is good, and then Creed's good. But I, if I were you, I'd go back to it and try and get through it at least to the fight. Just at least push the through it just for the just for the second movie. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those where like like. Like, it's like Arrested Development. Like, the first season was okay, but the second season is fucking amazing. Like, it's one of those things that kind of builds off the first one, so you kind of have to watch the first one, but, like, once you get into that second one, you're like, okay, 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 now I'm feeling this. I don't know, like, the first one I watched because I was forced to watch it by my parents, you know what I mean, back in the day, and it was like, ah, that's all right. And it's got some good moments, like the whole condom thing. Did you get to that that part no no i shut it off uh i shut it off after the ice skating his one skeezy friend uh the guy that used to have him break fingers or whatever okay it's like like he's talking to rock maybe this was in two i don't know but he's talking to rock and he's like he's like rocky man you got to diversify have you ever thought about condominiums and uh (laughs) rocky looks at him and goes Condominiums. I don't know. I don't use them. Jesus. <laughs> uh. It's just, it's just so good. I, look, I, if I were you, I would try and muscle through the first one, 
and then watch the second one. And then if you're not into it by the end of the second one, walk away from the series. But that's a lot to ask I, from somebody. So I, I kind of get it if you're not going to. I have some surprise time off coming up here at the beginning of February. Willow, you will like, hands down. Willow, I, I will say I, this right now. You so, as a person will like Willow, so hands I down. Had, I had never even heard of Willow until the, the Disney Plus series. The and then I did the some quick research on it. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, this is, yeah, this definitely seems like a thing that I would enjoy. It's definitely on my, at this point, <laughs> to watch this wanna list. I want to start a charity so that in public schools, uh, that we can just have one class that's just obscure old movies that you should yeah. know about. <laughs> And I'll, I, I like just have people teach the class, just like, hey, this is Big Trouble in Little China. This is a cult movie from Kurt Russell. It's a seminal work, like, like <laughs> something like that, like, like just weird, like, '80s and '90s movies that you just gotta know about at some point. Like, yeah. here's Top Gun. This is where like Tom, Tom Cruise came happen. out. Like, I, <laughs> uh, zero of Tom Cruise, uh, but. Yeah, uh, playing with to, the boys. Okay. <laughs> literally getting back to the whole Last of Us thing. The whole reason we even started talking yeah, yeah, about this. Sorry, I was sorry. pissed away like five minutes on. Yeah, this. that's probably um, more than five minutes. Yeah, that's probably more than five minutes. Yeah, but the Last of Us show, um, it does what I have always wanted an adaptation to do. Okay. It Which stays is? true to the original source and the beats of the story but expands on the parts that it needs to expand on, but keeps everything the same. Okay. Uh, granted, only the first episode, well, I guess technically now, as the as we are recording this, the second episode is out. Uh, so I'll have to watch that at some point. But very good show. You don't have to have watched or played the game to know what's going on. They're very they're very good with explaining stuff in fact there's like the opening 10 minutes of it really sets up the whole thing and primes you for what you need to 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 know going into it gotcha um but yeah good show highly recommended and highly reviewed so granted it's the only uh, yeah the a lot of people episode, like it but, a lot of people like yeah. it i think personally Here's the thing, everybody out there. I have a finite amount of TV that I can watch by myself, unimpeded by six-year-old eyes or my wife going, I don't want to watch this. So, <laughs> and I also am a wrestling fan. And anybody who is a wrestling fan knows that there is an ungodly amount of wrestling content to watch in a week, even if you're just watching one league and I follow all three. So, other than that, I have like one maybe two shows that I can fit in here and there. So, like, unless it's something that's, like, I have to watch that, it's not going to be something that I watch. And there's nothing about Last of Us that screams that to me. Uh, to, to take the place of Vox Machina, Willow, or Doctor Who, like, it's not going to happen. So uh, that's just how it works for me. Um, but everybody out there, highly reviewed by Neil, so check it out. Um... I'll go into my last one. All right. You already mentioned a little bit of it. That's why I thought you kind of had it. No, uh, yeah. I, I avoided this one because I thought it was... Because uh, I think it happened like a week and a half ago. But uh, go on ahead. Uh, I, it, did, it, it didn't. It happened... Well, the comment happened a week and a half ago, but the response to it happened this week. Uh, okay. Yves Guillermo basically said to his employees... 
uh, that it's their fault that uh, the the restructuring was uh, happening, that the canceling was happening. That like if they didn't like what was happening, that they should work harder and make better things. Because to which it's not the leader's fault, right? It's not the leader's fault. It can't be the guy who runs the company's fault that the company doesn't run good. It's obviously the people who he's telling what to do. They're just not doing the right thing. Uh, he actually, this week, had a Q&A, basically, company-wide stream uh, to basically apologize to them for that. And to all of his employees that he shouldn't have said that. And that was probably a little insensitive. Just a little. Whatever. I, I don't. I have no sympathy for that man. No, not anymore. Uh, not anymore. I, no. I never. I never really had much to begin with. Uh, he, uh, especially after that, the ball is in your court. Yeah, yeah. Was the phrase that. That's he the used. phrase. You're right. You're right. So casually too, just like, hey, hey, man, I've done what I can. Now it's up to you guys to do your part. What precisely have you fucking done other yeah. than run everything into the ground? I mean, yeah. that whole idea of, I get it, like, if you are at a, a small company yeah. and you have one, maybe two bad actors on a staff of a whole of, like, 20 people, you can't really point the finger at the management unless that individual those individuals have you know been there for years and years and years and years and it's been like greatly documented that they're an issue when an entire company is not doing great you can't say well it's my employees they're just not doing the good things they're not they right. no make good game no make money <laughs> me not know what happened not my fault it's got to be them. You got, what, six, seven full studios under your control? And you're saying exactly. that, like, all of them, all of them did it wrong. There is a problem. There's another problem that's rampant in gaming and probably everywhere, really, is about finger pointing. Like, everybody yeah. wants to be like, oh, it's their fault. Hey, man, let's take some responsibility for what we did But the second shit do. goes great, I will fucking oh, yeah. bet you. Yeah. Those teams, let's say those teams put their nose to the grindstone. Mm -hmm. They two years from now, it's a fucking miracle. Ubisoft pulls it out of their ass. Uh, everything beyond good and evil two is real. You know, like all sort of shit. And he'll be the first one to say, without the great leadership here at Ubisoft, none of this would have been possible. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, what like if I didn't tell everybody they sucked, they wouldn't have been better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's exactly how they think, and it's it's kind of despicable on all heart, on all fronts. Um, I yeah. think that, uh, yeah, I don't have any sympathy for Eves. I don't have any sympathy for Ubisoft. I, d I don't want Ubisoft to close, but I don't have any sympathy for them. And they were a company that I, I loved for a very long time and they didn't do a whole lot wrong for a long time either and then all of a sudden the last like two years it's been shit. all the things all the all things the all the things behind the scenes and in front of the scenes um so yeah that was my last one hooray hooray all right uh, we're gonna be right back with uh, the plugs guys horrible gaming podcast all right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the end of the show and the shameless self-promotion that comes with it. So, Neil, you got anything special you want to plug? And I know you do! 
I do. I have lots of pluggy plugs. Pluggy plugs. Pluggy plugs. Uh, so as we already mentioned, um, I, I it was like at the end of November that I initially had teased about it. Um, I we were invited to go on to the Dope Nerds podcast. Um, now timing was weird, so only was. I was able to get on there, but. It was a great show. We just riffed. They are super chill guys. It's just, it's like a natural conversation whenever we were talking on that podcast. It was fantastic. So sidebar completely, go ahead and check them out wherever you can find podcasts. They're on YouTube as well. Uh, the Dope Nerds, and that is nerds with a Z at the end. Uh, you can find them anywhere that podcasts are distributed. Uh, they use Anchor, same as us. Um, but uh, sidebar, on the sidebar, we are going to try to set something up here soon so that they can guest. It's only right to return the favor. Have them on here. Uh, and I think it'll be the most people that we've ever. had on a podcast ever. ever. Uh, I am once. cringing at making all our faces appear <laughs> on the podcast uh, already. Trust me. Uh, so there is that. Uh, there is also a little something else. If you are listening to this, it will be tomorrow. If you are watching this, it will be today, tonight, uh, when the episode comes out. Uh, we are planning on doing a stream. Uh, by the way, checked. We should be okay because I know you gave me some homework to make sure that we'd be able to do it. Uh, we're going to probably do uh, You Suck at Parking change excited. things up with the with a stream with uh my wife kayla myself and zach uh lord knows i will get all of the verbal abuse and all of the land uh so i will be mentally preparing myself for that for the next few days um, <laughs> i don't know how it's gonna go because i think that like i would say a good two-thirds of me and kayla's material is just the subject matter of halo in itself like the grunts, yeah. the dugs, the the like like and and making fun of a thing that you love so much that it makes you mad, I think is like so, two thirds of our material. So I'm very so nervous so about a I new think, game. <laughs> here's here's what I think is going to happen. Okay. Now to be fair, I'm gonna go into this completely blind. Okay. I, I will not have played this game. Okay. I wanna be fresh as possible with this. Okay. And if this game is how it looks to me, it's going to be you guys getting pissed and yelling at me. Because oh, that's possible. We played, uh, I don't think we actually recorded it for anything, but we played a little bit of the, uh, what was it? Uh, Single uh, player? No, no, no. It was um, uh, Outlands, uh, Oddlands, some, I forget, Badlands, Badlands. That's what it was. Oh, I fucking hate that game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because uh, I just take off like a fucking idiot and kill everybody on the screen. Uh, That's not what this so, is. That's not what this it's is. Not what We're it actually is, versing but... each other. What it is is like you can't go backwards, like period, but you have to end up in a parking spot, and then you have to check off the parking spots faster than the other people check off the parking spots. And then there's all these obstacles around the course and whatever. But you can't, you cannot reverse in any way, shape, or form. So, like, that's the game. You have to, like, park, basically, in weird situations. Because I played it a little bit, just to see what it was. I cannot wait for this. 
I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be fun. I Like I said, I think I'm still kind of worried because I would say two-thirds of me and Kayla's material is making fun of Halo, which is a thing you love, uh, and then making <laughs> fun of the things that you say, even though you're carrying us the entire time, uh, <laughs> which is what makes it so funny. So I'm very nervous about this one. Very nervous. But I'm sure it's going to be a blast. He is right, ladies and gentlemen. That is coming out on the 25th of when uh this wednesday we're gonna be doing it at 9 30 for who knows how long um an undetermined amount of time determined amount. not a not too long probably like an it's hour not gonna be too long yeah, yeah. That's we all got bedtimes yeah, now we all got bedtimes especially now. now yeah especially on a wednesday i gotta be up at 6 20 on thursdays now so uh but yeah we're gonna be doing that uh that'll be a lot of fun uh, we're also starting to record some more UHW, so keep your eye out for that. Uh, I do also want to plug as it continues to come closer. Uh, I'm going to be doing... We're Look, we're trying to do a little bit more TTRPG stuff on the channel. I like TTRPG stuff. It still fits under the umbrella of gaming. So we're, we're definitely setting some things up right now. I obviously have a company that makes TTRPGs. We're working on our second game. I'm trying to get together a... A group to stream for that which will be fun but i am also streaming with wizards respite who is a very wonderful ttrpg guy you can check him out at wizardsrespite.com he does reviews and stuff we are going to do a stream of a two-player journaling game i don't know how this is going to work it should be really interesting but uh if you ever heard me narrate the last tea shop uh that's what we're going to do but we're going to do the two-player version of it on a stream on February 2nd, Thursday night, February 2nd at 9.30. Really excited about that. Really nervous about that. We'll have to see how it goes. I got my copy of uh, uh, Last Tea Shop here. I uh, got to read through it, maybe play one by myself to know what I'm doing. But, uh, but yeah, other than that, other than that, streaming, Tuesday mornings, 11 a.m., uh, uh, State of Decay Forever Communities, still rocking that. We've got Amateur Hour. We're in River City Girls 2, a game that I have a huge heart on for. Uh, and not because it's all ladies, but because of the brawler. Um, and then Hard Rock Horror every Friday at 11 a.m. And then other than that, we got a lot of stuff out now. OMGM, uh, Prelude to Divorce. Uh, I'm still trying to find something good to fucking do a show with Neil with. Uh, so we'll figure it out. But... Uh, other than that, you guys can check out everything we have to offer. Uh, you can also reach us on Facebook at OldManGamingDH, on Twitter at OldManGaming9. You can join our Discord. Links in the description below. Influence this and all of our shows from there. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, as long as you keep watching and listening, we'll keep mayhem. See you guys next time. Your your uh, problem, your problem, like that's the problem I have with all AAA games. It's all style over substance nowadays. And uh, Sonic Frontiers. Yeah. I'm stupid early. Stupid, stupid, stupid okay. early. Like, yeah. I literally have just gone to outside of the first, um, the first like tutorial cyberspace thing. Okay. I just went to the second one, and that's literally where I stopped. Okay. All right. So you haven't gone like, far. I barely, I, like maybe a half hour into it. Okay. Uh, I don't know if I'm doing something wrong, but I feel like. The fact that Sonic doesn't have the normal, like, in the Sonic 3, the 3D Sonic games, anytime you jump, you can do a homing attack just immediately, even though it's like, 
even though there's nothing to home onto, you still do that like dash shot thing, you know? Yeah, you can't do that in this. You can't do that in this. And no. that fucks with me hard. <laughs> because you do have a you do have a burst forward, but you have to press the speed it, burst thing. Exactly. And it yeah. feels so wrong doing it that way. I have to stop and think about my actions, which is you, it, not conducive <laughs> to a Sonic. You're game. Uh, you're getting a weird face right now. Like if this is your problem with it, it's pretty ridiculous, man. I I, I was like, oh, I have to do that. Cool, and then that was it. Like that was. I the, mean, it's one button sure, difference, man. I'm sure I'll get used to it, but uh, I I do have to say, <laughs> the pop in, if you're. It, it, your your pop ins rough at least on the PS5. Version. I didn't I didn't uh, notice a problem with it at all on Switch on handheld. Like I I didn't I didn't have any issue. I mean I definitely noticed the pop in, but like it never caused issue with my gameplay. Yeah, no, server. it's not been anything that ruins the game for yeah, sure. I'll yeah. tell you that for sure. It's not like you you hit a spring and you're just like looks like you're about to land on nothing and then right. surprise there's a platform. Right. Uh, so it's not like which that. is how IGN kind of made it sound. Yeah, in the yeah, review yeah, yeah. was that like that, and for me, it's like you could definitely see it, <coughs> like without a doubt. I'm like it's definitely there, but like it never keeps me from like, like it, like it, like you said, it, a, a platform never appears in front of me. You know, bad guys never appear in front of me. You know, the one thing that I do think is really weird and off-putting is I, did they change Sonic's voice actor? I have no idea. Maybe I. Because it sounds like... No, they did. They definitely did because the other guy quit, remember? Okay, yeah, because it's funny, like, that opening scene when he's standing on top of the plane... He's like, "Hey Tails, let's let's land over here on this." I'm like, "What the fuck is going on? Like, who it's are not you? That, it's, it's not that it's bad. Not, it's it's not, not, you're making it sound like he's <laughs> Batman. Well, Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog, fear me. <laughs> it's just like I'm used to like the. I am the speed. and it's like yeah. Yeah, now it's just like I am the speed. I am the rings. It's not. It's not even close to that bad, everybody. It's not even close to that bad. If this makes it in, he just sounds like a normal dude. That's that's it. You. So, you. But yeah, like I said, stupid early on. You but, hyperbole yeah, speaker, you. Um, 